It's the 7 o'clock hour, and you're listening to the Morning Blitz. Oh, are we on the air? Sort of, yeah. Rick Corey. That's right. Had... Keep trying to get out of it. <laughs> Brees Hulse. <laughs> Bryce Hulse. I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> Coming to you from the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio on the Blitz 1170. It is 6.58. Welcome in. Uh, I apologize once again for the scratchiness on the voice. It doesn't It doesn't feel like it sounds so if you're at home, kind of going, yeah, yeah sorry, I apologize. We'll, we're at the end. We're in the end stages of this um, regular old cold. I never felt yes. bad during the whole thing. Coughed a lot to the point my ribs were sore, uh, which is uh, an interesting thing to get to. And every time I cough, my wife, stop it. <laughs> I'm sorry, honey. I know it's not like I'm really trying to do it on purpose, but I appreciate it. Uh, Six fifty-eight. Oh, be careful out there because school's back today, and we've had the really the entire week out of school because of the cold weather. Yeah, some snow Monday was a problem, but then it was really just cold the next two days. Uh, so they'll be back in action, which means kids everywhere out there today, so be careful in that drive-in. All right, still to come today, we're going to be talking to Ryan Aber, our OU Insider, at 730, and then we're going to talk to Caden Bunch, who's in town for the uh, rodeo this weekend. He's going to be at the BOK, and he's 830 this morning, and he's a Talquan native who is making a living riding bulls. We'll talk to him coming up this morning as well. Right now, though, time for us to let Bryce get himself all loosened up and do this. Fire up Huey Lewis for a trip back in time. It's Today in Sports History with Bryce Hulse on the Blitz 1170. Brought to you by Triad Eye Institute. Now grabbing the back of a Jeep while on his skateboard, it's Bryce Hulse. Today in Sports History, January 18th. 1896, the first college basketball game with five players on each side is conducted by the University of Iowa, invites students, athletes from University of Chicago for an experimental game. Chicago beats Iowa 15 to 12. 1934, future Hall of Fame member Dizzy Dean predicts that he and his brother Paul will lead the St. Louis Cardinals to the National League pennant. Dean will prove to be a man of his word as the starting pitcher brothers will combine for 49 victories in helping the Cardinals reach and win the 1934 World Series. 1951, NFL rules tackles, guards, and centers ineligible for forward pass. 1963, Al Davis becomes the head coach and general manager of the Oakland Raiders. 1972, the Lakers' Jerry Jerry West hits a last-second 20-foot jumper to lead the West team to a 112-110 NBA All-Star victory over the East as he garners the MVP award. 1976, Super Bowl X in Miami Beach, Florida. Pittsburgh wins the Super Bowl for the second straight year. Terry Bradshaw's 64-yard touchdown pass to Lynn Swan and Glenn, Edward, Glenn Edwards' interception of the last play of the game gives the Steelers a 21-17 win over the Dallas Cowboys. Swan, with four receptions for 161 yards, is the game's MVP. 1983, IOC restores Jim Thorpe's Olympic gold medals, the pentathlon and decathlon victories, 70 years after they were taken from him for being paid $25 in semi-pro baseball. 1991, the longest tennis match at the Australian Open. Boris Becker beats Italy's Omar Camparisi in 5 hours and 11 minutes. 1992, Brett Hull scores two goals with the help of line mate Wayne Gretzky to lead the Campbell Conference to a 10-6 victory over the Wales Conference in the NHL All-Star Game. 1996, baseball owners unanimously approve interleague play in 1997. 1998, Larry Bird returns to Boston as head coach of the Indiana Pacers for the first time as former Celtics center Robert Parrish is honored by having his number double zero raised to the, raised to the fleet center rafters. 2003, Michelle Kwan wins her sixth straight title and seventh overall at the U.S. Figure Skating Championships. 
Michael Weiss, despite splattering on his quad lutz, two-footing a quad toe and not doing a triple axel the entire competition, gets his third U.S. men's title. 2004, the New England Patriots earned their second trip to the Super Bowl in three seasons by defeating the Indianapolis Colts 24-14 in the AFC Championship game. The Philadelphia Eagles fall one win short of the Super Bowl for the third straight year as the Carolina Panthers post a 14-3 win. 2005, Earl Boykins breaks the NBA record for points in an overtime, scoring 15 of Denver's 21 points in the extra period as the Nuggets beat the Seattle Supersonics 116-110. The 5'5 guard, the league's smallest player, broke the record of 14 overtime points set by Butch Carter of Indiana against Boston on March 20, 1984. 2005, the New York Mets signed Carlos Beltran to center field for the next seven years. 2009, AFC Championship game at Heinz Field. Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Baltimore Ravens. And that same year, NFC Championship at the University of Phoenix Stadium, the Arizona Cardinals beat the Philadelphia Eagles 32-25. 2012, the Rangers signed Japanese pitcher Yu Darvish to a six-year, $60 million deal. Combined with a record $51.7 million posting fee, Texas will shell almost $112 million to secure the services of Darvish. 2015, Deflategate. Tom Brady throws for three touchdowns and LeGarrette Blunt runs in three more to lead the New England Patriots into the Super Bowl with a 45-7 victory over the Colts. 2015, reports circulate that the prime free agent of the offseason, pitcher Max Scherzer, has agreed on a seven-year deal with the Washington Nationals. Terms of the deal released the next day indicate it is worth $210 million. 2016, Duke, after dropping three of its last five games, fall out of the Associated Press women's basketball poll after 312 straight weeks. The Blue Devils entered on November 29, 1999. It's the third longest streak in the history of the poll since the rankings began in 1976. In 2016, the Tigers signed one last remaining marquee free agent on the market, inking outfielder Justin Upton to a six-year deal worth $132.75 million. Birthdays today, January 18, 1943, Dale Lindsay, former Browns linebacker, 1946, Charlie Smith, former Raiders running back. 1958, Larry Smith, former Warriors forward. 1964, Brady Anderson, former Orioles outfielder. 1972, Mike Lieberthal, former Phillies catcher. 1980, Julius Peppers, former Panthers and Bears defensive end. 1994, Geronimo Allison, former Packers wide receiver. 1995, Leonard Fournette, Bucks running back. 1999, Gary Trent Jr., Raptors guard. And 1999 as well, T. Higgins, Bengals wide receiver. And that is This Day in Sports History, brought to you by Triad Eye Institute. It is uh, 704 here on the Blitz 1170. Just saw a stat on TV that right now, at this particular moment, 59.6% of America has snow on it. I think that's got to be a really, as if you looked at the maps yesterday, and my wife looks at the weather like that a lot, the entire, it started up in Seattle, and then it bent down like a big uh, blue beard. Yeah. All across the United States and back up to New York. And then, of course, it's across the top now as well. So uh, if, if you're looking around and going, hey, we still have some snow on the ground. We do. We're not the only ones. It's almost mm-hmm. everywhere out there. All right. Let's take a look at some not sports here on the Blitz 1170. Still to come, though, we'll be back into sports with Ryan Avery, our EU Insider at 730. So there are many things that people will say, well, men are better at this and women are better at this. Men traditionally believe they're better at directions. Okay. Although... Your wife will tell you where to turn just to go home. Gotcha. You can be driving down the road. For instance, you know, we live off 81st, and we could be coming to our street, and she will say, 32 years into the marriage, you need to turn here. <laughs> I saw a Jeff Foxworthy piece where, he's, you know, where he did that, and he said, you know, the wife said, you need to turn here. And he turns there and says, thank God you're here. 
Thank God you're with me. I would have wandered for days, maybe have been homeless. I could never have gotten home without you. At any rate, they say that men are better than at directions. That's what men say. Women, of course, will tell you that you'll never ask for any directions. Well, University of Illinois in Urbana-Champaign said, let's just look into this. So they did. And they found out it's right. Men are better at directions. Oh. Overall, in general, men are better at directions. So then they went into the theory of why are men better at directions. Why would you think? Um, memory. Maybe there's a maybe there's a memory thing that men are better at. Apparently, it has to do with the fact that your parents made you play outside. Oh. It says because when you're young, young men or boys are more encouraged to go outside than young girls. Okay. And because they are, and they're outside more, they get more of a sense of just where you are. Mm. I don't know about you, but I kind of have a compass in my head. You can put me almost anywhere, and I can tell you where North is. And I, it's mm. not, I'm not cool, or it's just, it's just there. I can do that. I'm not good at that. Yeah, I can, I can do that <laughs> like this. I tell my wife all the time, I can't find anything in the house. Yeah. But I can find anything outside the house. Right? It's just when, when you're in small quarters, it's not so good. But when you're out no. in the wide open, well, world. I can still tell you where North is generally, but I can't find anything. Like if, mm-hmm. if our house, you ask me to go find something, I, there's no chance. Other than, I mean, I know where a couple of my things are. Otherwise, I don't have a clue. It's it's up to her. I'd have to find it. I'd have to have her find it. But when we're outside, it's generally me. She's even she's even told me before. I went to get her once. I was covering spring training, and there was a brand new road into the backside of the Orlando airport, and it was one of those roads. Kind of like if you go south on 75, if you don't get off on 69 to go to Dallas and you keep going on 70 on the on the turnpike, the Indian Nations, mm-hmm. between the McAllister Gate and down to Hugo where it ends is like there's nobody on that road ever. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, it's still like brand new. Well, that's what that road was like. It was new coming into the back of the airport. Not many people knew about it. I found it by accident. So I picked her up that night at like 11 o'clock. And I'm, we're going to the hotel, and she is convinced. She is yammering me the whole time that I'm lost. Because I'm in the middle of a field yeah. <laughs> south of the airport. No, I'm not lost. And uh, we come to the expressway, and I get on the expressway. And it's really quiet. She just goes, that's just luck. <laughs> At any rate, apparently you're because, you're, because you're told to play outside as a child, you get a better sense of direction and that men are better at direction. Well, so, ladies, argue all day if you want, but that's the truth. According to... The University of Illinois. That's the thing. Now you have your work cited. You can mm-hmm. just bring up that. Like, this study proves yep. that you're wrong. I am not doing that on my own. Uh, also, uh, we've heard about, um, you know, people meeting through the Internet. How about this? Some guy on TikTok just got tired of being single. And he puts that on TikTok. I just want to marry someone I've never met. I just want to mm. do this. Let's just get married. Just roll and the dice. And he said, yep, yeah, right. And he says, I'm going to take applicants, shoot applications if you want to. Now, this is three years ago. So people apply, and he gets infatuated kind of with this one woman, and so he picks her, and she sends him a note and says, you know, I've always wanted to just do something like this, just get good crazy, go to Vegas, get married in a bikini and a cowboy hat by Elvis. Oh, okay. Are we doing this? And he said, said, sure. His name's Gunner. Her name is Danielle. She lives, by the way, in a converted ambulance. Of course she and does. Just... <laughs> yeah. And then travels America and does whatever, right? You know, and and so he got, they went and did it. They got married fully with the intention of getting divorced in two weeks. 
They just wanted to say they did it. I think he wanted to become some mm. kind of a, you know, a, a viral superstar, yeah. right? So Congratulations. They get married. He leaves, goes back home, goes back to his job. She goes back on the road in the ambulance. About a week later, <laughs> she gets a hold of him and goes, why don't you come on the road with me? And he could work from the road, so he did. They lived platonically together for two months, then fell in love, and they're still married three years later. Oh. So I'm, what I'm telling you <laughs> is you can get married today on TikTok by meeting someone you've never met before, and it's going to go great. Yeah, just a little divorce in between. But you, well, you he find didn't, a- though. Oh, they, they didn't no, fall through? No, no, no. He, he intended to, but they didn't. Okay. I was about to say, the fact that they like divorced they and didn't. then were like, no. you know what? Let's try this again. It's like, you went through all of no, that. No, just no. To... They intended to and then decided, Man. you know what's going well? Let's just leave it like it is. So I'm just telling you, you can do that today if you'd like. Wow. Uh, there was a dude arrested in Illinois for painting, I'm sorry, New, in New York, for painting squirrels red. He would trap squirrels and he'd put them into a metal cage and he would take a spray can and he was painting them apple red. And then he was taking them to a different part of the city and turning them loose. Show, show me the law, Rick. Yeah, well, <laughs> there is one. And they were not able to... I mean, the guy never really told him why. I guess it's technically animal cruelty then. Yeah, you know, just That's what it is. He just wanted to paint the squirrels red. But then he <laughs> took them to a different part of the city to let them go. And you're wondering, is he just waiting for the news reports of these weird red squirrels that people have been see, seeing? See that. Right? Uh, could you give up your cell phone for a month, you think? What are we getting out of it? Ten grand. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a guy who could use ten grand. Mm-hmm. And all of us could. Uh, there's a company who wants you to do it, and you can apply to them. It's Siggy's Dairy in New York. Now, here's what they're going to do. Hmm. The prize is $10,000. Now, they're known for an Icelandic yogurt called Skyr or S-K-Y-R. Maybe it's just Sky. That sounds like it. Yeah, I'm not sure. Anyway, they're introducing what they call their dry January, but they're asking you to do that. So in the end, you would get 10 grand and 60 cups of yogurt. I don't know why the 60 cups. Uh, And they will, by the way, send you a flip phone. Oh, okay. So, so I can have some sort of communication. Right, because my my worry, I mean, I have Lindsay at home. I have to take care of during the day. I have Delaney in causation, my son and his family in Pittsburgh. I would be worried about not getting communication that I needed to get that was immediate if there was an issue. Yeah, for sure. So giving up the cell phone completely would be really unlikely from a safety issue for us. But they're going to give you a, 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 you know, a flip phone that you can't access the Internet with. All you can do is make calls. But I'll be able to finally get back to those moments wherever I get mad at someone and I, you know, dramatically hang up the phone by snapping it back. Yes, you know, those, yes. are, those are the days. Yeah, you can do that. Now, you uh, the the contest starts in on Wednesday, so it started yesterday. It ends January thirty first, so you can sign. No, no, you can sign up. Good. They just now are now in the sign up areas. You're going to go to Siggy's S I G G I S S I G G I S. Remember, we have a Siggy's here, but there's an E in it. Uh, this one's S-I-G-G-I-S, Siggy's website, and you can sign up right there to see if you can make the ten grand and then leave that cell phone at home. Uh, two things about Gen Z this morning that they were interested in me. <laughs> Number one, they don't want to drive. Now, mm. I didn't drive till I was almost 17, but that was because I just didn't have the opportunity at that point. I was still riding my 10-speed, and I was fine with that. Yeah. But nowadays, most people, the instant they're 16, they want their license. When did you get yours? 16. A couple, the, couple the, months after I turned 16. So, yeah. Most people are day of. They're gone, right? Yeah. Well, now 25% of 16-year-olds and 45% of 17-year-olds uh, have a driver's license. That's all. 
So a quarter of 16-year-olds and less than half of 17s, which when we were growing up, you know, that was kind of your freedom. Hey, you know, mm. I get a chance to do this. Now, yeah. again, I we didn't have the opportunity. We couldn't afford another one. So I was basically just riding a bike, which was fine. But then at 17, when I did, hey, you know, mm. you've got a freedom here kind of right. a thing. It was, it was a thing, and it's just not. It's just not yeah. anymore. They just they just don't care. So there, I guess, is it um, um, public transportation or? Yeah, I don't think so. Maybe just getting used to the the, the having your own little chauffeur with your with your parents and everything. Just I, you I just, you just you just want to delve into that more, I guess. And do you know for Gen Z what the right there's a, a trend toward them wanting to be better at something. So okay. classes, there's a particular class. Now, I'm not talking Pilates or something like that. There's a class right. that Gen Zers are taking and companies are now starting to offer. As a matter of fact, more than 60% of companies in 2024 will offer these classes. Socializing class. Yes, etiquette. I it is. It. And, and mostly because they can't make eye contact. What are you talking about, Rick? Yeah, Honestly. <laughs> It is very difficult. Yeah, it, they're used to you know the, with the pandemic and then what happened with you know with learning, and they're used to being able to communicate electronically. They don't have to, and they, and they do seem very uncomfortable. When's the last time you were in a grocery store or somewhere else and people just made eye contact and smiled at each other? It, mm. it seems like it's hard for almost everybody, but Gen Z is specifically saying, you know what, we want help with this. So sixty yeah. percent of companies will have etiquette classes, which you know what, that might be kind of fun. I think it would be. I'm I'm interested in that because I don't like offending people. I mean, yeah, I do it right here on the radio every day, but <laughs> I don't like doing it by accident. I, I'm always a guy that's afraid of coming off as a jerk a lot of times, for sure. And I, I I'm I'm sure I still do sometimes. I know yeah. I did a lot early in my career because I used humor to deflect. And in doing mm. that, sometimes it seemed like you were being really catty. Yeah, if somebody doesn't meet your taste, it's it's like, nope, I'm just trying to be funny here, you know? No, it wasn't really even my taste. It was just uh, to deflect the fat. I was a fat, ugly slob. <laughs> and so I was trying to deflect anything I could with humor, and so I would do that. And it, I think it got to be, you know, it, I think... Are you okay, man? I like, think some people didn't like it very much, yeah. right? And I learned, and one day I finally went to myself, just don't do this anymore, stupid. So now I just, I'd rather not say something than say something... <laughs> Unless I'm on the air, which at what point you know I say anything. Uh, yeah. The Dolphins may have to give up their Fins Up logo. No surprise here. It's Buffett's. Buffett, uh, Jimmy Buffett actually trademarked oh. Fins Up in 2012 because of his, his you know, hey, that's something they yelled at concerts. But then because of his, mo his um, um, song, mm. you know, Fins to the left, Fins to the right. Anyway, uh, they're, the Buffett group. The guys, you know, that whole company, they have sued cheeseburger in paradise type places when people will name their restaurants that. So they're they're very solid about watching that, and they own Fins Up. So the Dolphins may have to give it up. Now, Jimmy was a Dolphin fan. He actually had his own Dolphin jersey. So the thought Whoa. is hopefully they'll work out some kind of a deal. Okay, yeah. uh, Some uh, birthdays today who are not in sports. Kevin Costner is 69 today. Costner. He's been around so long. Mm -hmm. What's his most underrated work, you think? Oh, I don't, I don't mainly only know him from Yellowstone. I don't really know him much else. What, what, what would it be for you? Oh, well, okay. Here's, let's just run through some of what he's done. Okay. 
Bull Durham, Dancers with Wolves, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, JFK, Bodyguard, Waterworld, Tin Cup, The Untouchables, The Postman, Message in a Bottle for the Love of the Game, 13 Days, Dragonfly, Open Range, The Upside of Anger, Rumor Has It, The Guardian, Mr. Brooks, Swing Vote, Hatfields and McCoys, Man of Steel t- a TV miniseries, and there are others. I'm sure his most forgettable one is Waterworld. Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> it is. What was his most underrated work? Now, in my opinion, there's two of them. For the Love of the Game, replays an aging Detroit pitcher is really fantastic. But then 13 Days, which is about the Cuban Missile Crisis, okay. he is magnificent. Yeah. And so is Bruce, I can't remember his last name, who played JFK. That's, that's, that is tense. It's really well done. At any rate, he's 69 today. Jason Siegel from How I Met Your Mother is 44. Dave Bautista, Guardians of the Galaxy and Avengers Batista. and all that. Yeah, he is 55. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Dave Attell is 59. My goodness, how does this happen, right? This, they roll off like this. And you mentioned Julius Peppers already. Uh, from uh, music, Corn, Jonathan Davis from Corn is 53. DJ uh, Quick, the rapper, is 54. Uh, Estelle is 44. You'll not even know this one. You talk about helmet hair. Bobby Goldsboro is 83 years old today. You'll have to put him on a Google machine. <laughs> 719 on the Blitz 1170. Coming up in about 10 minutes, Ryan Aber, our OU Insider. But when we come back, we've got some other notes for you, including uh, did you see yesterday – how many people are in the portal from Washington and Arizona? I have never seen this happen to a football team. I'm going to tell you what happened to one of those two next right here on The Blitz. The Blitz 1170, your new home for Dan Patrick. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on The Blitz 1170 and streaming on The Blitz 1170 app. The Oklahoma Sooners were able to bounce back as they defeated West Virginia 77-63. Jalen Moore led the Sooners in scoring with 16 points. Rivaldo Soares and Javion McCollum both had 13. And the Tulsa Golden Hurricane got their first conference win last night as they passed the century mark against UTSA 107-78. P.J. Haggerty, Haggerty led the way with 25 points. Isaiah Barnes, Kobe Williams, and Tyshawn Archie all added 17. The Golden Hurricane shot a season-high 55% from deep. And Newport Beach Police will not pursue charges against Oklahoma City Thunder guard Josh Giddy after closing an investigation into allegations of a relationship with an underage girl. The NBA also looked into the matter, but Adam Silver said back in December that the league's investigation would take a back seat to the Newport Beach Police's process. That's the Winter World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. Blitzing up your mornings. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? You can always join in by texting us at 918-262-5072. That's our Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. We would love to have you on it, 918-262-5072. I'm really surprised. I'd love to hear from Cowboys fans this morning. You know, quite honestly, my first thought when I heard McCarthy is staying yesterday, A, I was surprised. No question, I was surprised. But then when I heard that, my first thought was, Every other team in the East just went, yes. Every <laughs> yeah. other team in the East, they're happy about that because 12 wins, that's great. You just can't get over that playoff hump. And, you know, as long as you make the playoffs, if you're another team, you got a chance, a chance against the Cowboys because so far they have just not been very good there. So I, I was surprised by it. Now, we had, you know, we'd seen all these articles about he needs to talk to Bill Belichick. Will he talk? I'm talking to Jerry Jones. Will he talk to Bill Belichick? And nobody's going to know that except Jerry Jones when he decides whether he's sure. going to. You know, I said, hey, what if Harbaugh went down there and, and Papa almost lost his mind? 
<laughs> he said, don't you utter that into existence. Because <laughs> he's a Harbaugh fan because of what he did in San Francisco. But then he, yeah. you know, you don't want him in Dallas, who he absolutely hates because of San Francisco. <laughs> uh, you know, and I just thought that part of it would have been just kind of fun. And we, you know, we, then I said, hey, what about Carroll? Pete Carroll's not getting a lot of, uh, you know, after he said, yeah, I'm going to hang around the office here with the Seahawks. You know, we know that you know, Belichick's been interviewed. We know Harbaugh's been interviewed, but but you know Pete hasn't. And you know, I said yesterday, does he really mean it? That he really wants to just hang around Seattle and, and be a consultant? I can't see him being happy with that. Yeah. I see him being a head coach again. And he said, you know, I'm jacked. I'm excited. I want to keep coaching. So I'd be I'd be shocked if he's not back in the game fairly soon. But I I thought maybe they'd talk to him. I thought he'd be kind of fun down in Dallas. I'm sure he and Jerry would bump heads, but. I thought that'd be kind of fun. With McCarthy, I don't have a problem with their offense, but they played horrible defense. Now, part of the reason they kept McCarthy is, you know, he's only got one year left on the deal. So next year, if you get rid of him, you're not out anything. Plus, they're trying to keep Dan Quinn, and they would like Dan Quinn, who is being sought after by many teams, to maybe be the next guy. So kind of have your in waiting, like Florida State had with Jimbo and, you know, and all that kind of thing. So maybe that's what they're after down there. It kind of seems like that's the case. I don't know that I have a problem with it, but I, I just with, with a with a, an, a game that was that uninspired by a team makes me wonder about the head coach's ability to lead that team. Yeah. Uh, may, maybe that's just me. And anyway, we'd love to hear from you at nine one eight two six two five zero seven two. All right, we got Ryan Aper coming up in a minute. I told you before the break uh, I was going to tell you about. I've never seen this happen before. Now every time a, a coach leaves the team, all the players have 30 days in the portal. So when Saban left, start the clock on Alabama. When DeBoer left, start the clock on Washington. When Fish left, start the clock on Arizona. When Brent Brennan left yesterday from San Jose State, start the clock on San Jose. So all those guys, all those players, 30 days, right? And many times we see a, a you know a coach go, and then a couple of guys will go with him or hit the portal or decide to go to the NFL. Washington, University of, who just played in the championship game and got walloped, their entire offensive two deep, well, 90% of their offensive two deep is gone. 90%. Every starter from their offense this year, gone. And one, two, three, four, five backups, gone. They don't have a single quarter. Well, their two quarterbacks in the two deep, gone. Their two tight ends, gone. Their two wide receivers, Polk and, and Bernard, gone. Everybody, I've never seen that happen to a team. I've seen teams bring back two, you know, maybe three. I've never seen a team bring back nobody. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. Now, Fish is going to get some of his guys up there, although the uh, Fafita said he's staying in Arizona, which yeah. was, that was big news for Arizona. S- saw him at the game, uh, last basketball game from last night, saying hi to the new coach. Yeah. Yeah, well, he cool. says, yeah, he's staying, and and you know, and, and what honestly, Brent Brennan's going to be really good. He's done what he's done at San Jose has been miraculous. You talk about bad. That program Gosh. was. I mean, we Tulsa's played out there multiple times. And that program was horrid. Were they always that program where coming up on the schedule, you and Bruce would be like, oh, San Jose State this weekend. All right, easy. You know, like, we got a good one coming up this weekend because well, we know it's going to win. Uh, two reasons you look forward to that one. Number one is it's just outside Frisco. So you're going to fly into Frisco and you're going to have, you know, we had an... <laughs> I don't even know how I'd tell that story. We had an interesting time on a harbor cruise there once, uh, going out around uh, Alcatraz and back. With, uh, of course, it's a cruise story. Yeah, well, it wasn't really a cruise. I mean, it's one of the, it, mm-hmm. no, it's a little tiny fishing boat is what it was. But, uh, 
it yeah, boy, it's, I'll have to do that someday. It was it was interesting. Let's just say that um, somebody fell in love with Bruce Howard. Ooh. <laughs> and this was long enough JV was still with us. Oh, God, it was funny. Uh, but you got a chance to go to the wharf and have dinner and all that kind of stuff, right? So you're always happy to go to San Jose. And then, yeah, a lot of times it's going to be a win. But the worst loss it, it, that I've been a part of in 36 years with Tulsa was there. When, at like, San Jose. Yeah, at San Jose. Went out to play a fairly bad San Jose team, and a Keith Burns team got beat, I think, was it 63-17 to 17 or 62-17? to oh, 17? Yes. It was dreadful. And it was one game that was really unusual that we didn't fly a charter. We'd gone commercially. Bought oh. out the airplane, but you went commercially. So we had to stay the night, not come back till Sunday. And I remember Mike Sigenhorn, who at the time was still over at Channel 8, was um, doing TV for that game. And so he was in the same hotel the rest of us were. And I remember he and I were, there was a like a Chili's in the parking lot. And I hate nice. chain restaurants, but I it was tired and didn't want to walk anywhere, and I wasn't going to eat at the hotel. It's Chili's, Rick. So we walked over there. Yeah, not as I yes, they are fine. So I'm nothing against them. They're fine. Right. I'm just not a chain restaurant guy. Yeah. So, but we went over there, and I remember the two of us just sat there and we just ate quietly because we didn't know what to say. Mm. I just witnessed a disaster. I just you know, yeah. So we've had good bad times and bad times. One of the most important games I've ever broadcast for Tulsa came there. When Paul Smith, as a freshman, came in after the injury to James Killian and led Tulsa to a win against San Jose, including a quarterback sneak near the end of the game, they put Tulsa in the Humanitarian Bowl. And had they not gotten there, even though they got polished by Georgia Tech, had they not gotten there, I don't know, I don't really think Steve's career would have gone like like it went. The next year was not as good, but then it really built. The Liberty Bowl and yeah, the Conference and it, USA Championship. Yeah, and Liberty it really Bowl. built off yeah. that game and the momentum from that. And you saw Paul's, you know, Paul's future and because Killian came back and played the next year. But so we've had some very meaningful, Tulsa's had very meaningful games out of San Jose. Um, but I cannot imagine now, you know, Brent Brennan's going to do a really good job because that, again, that program was in the dumps. And yeah. what he brought them, bringing them back, that's not easy. Beat Arkansas a couple a few years ago too. Everybody um, yeah. did. Seven thirty one on the Blitz. Eleven seventy. Sorry, Hogs fans. He is Bryce Hulse. I'm Rick Curry. Coming back. Uh, I just mispronounced my own name. Rick Curry. That's the medicine. I'm Rick Curry. Back in just a moment with our OU insider Ryan Aber right here on the Blitz. Don't look now, but the Blitz is on TikTok. Follow along at the Blitz eleven seventy from the Oklahoma Sports Desk. It's time for a two minute drill on the Blitz eleven seventy and streaming on the Blitz eleven seventy app. Northwestern Oklahoma State has hired former NFL coach Jerry Glanville as its new defensive coordinator. Glanville coached the Houston Oilers from nineteen eighty six to ninety and the Atlanta Falcons from nineteen ninety to ninety three. It was announced yesterday that Mike McCarthy will be back for a fifth season as the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Owner and GM Jerry Jones met with McCarthy yesterday after the coach had finished exit interviews with the players to give him the news. McCarthy has had three straight 12-1 seasons, but is 1-3 overall in the postseason. And tonight in Summit Conference action, the ORU Golden Eagles will be in North Dakota to take on the Fighting Hawks. Tip-off for that one is at 7 o'clock. That's the Winter World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Boots 1170 and streaming on the Boots 1170 app. The Blitz 1170 weather provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan.
This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? Call us up at 918-879-1170. We want to hear from you. 737 here on the Blitz 1170. Sorry, laughing a little bit there. Uh, 918-262-5072 is also our Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. We're in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio. And remember, anytime the Oilers are home, you can buy any seat in the house. And sometime during the game, we're going to call some seat numbers, generally those up high seat numbers. And we're going to move you right down next to the ice. We're going to do what we call the Blitz Upgrade. It's from the Blitz and, of course, the Oilers here in the Blitz 1170. I got a funny text from Bill Bill here, 918-262-5072. He sent me a picture of uh, Craig T. Nelson and Jerry Van Dyke from Coach and said that's who the Cowboys should hire. <laughs> All right, that's pretty funny. I get that uh, reference. I do, I do. And I think that would work out just fine. And you know, right now, Bill, quite honestly, I don't know that it's a lot better. <laughs> you know, honestly, I, I think that's about what it is over there, right? I mean, and I don't have a problem with McCarthy as an offensive coach necessarily. And you heard Dak Prescott. I mean, if you didn't, you can find it. Dak Prescott really went to bat for him. In the post in the post game press conference, Prescott, who had his own difficult questions to answer, uh, when yeah. they asked about McCarthy, I mean, he went overboard on this season wouldn't be the same without him. I wouldn't be the same player without him. Everything I've done this year, I owe to him. Now, quarterbacks and coaches get head coaches get close a lot, especially if that head coach isn't you know offensive minded. You heard you know Davis. I uh, mean, pardon me. You heard uh, uh, Dane Evans tell us Monday that Coach Monty brought back his joy for football. Mm. You know, and Monty had been a quarterback himself at Terrellton State, and so the two of them bonded nicely. So he is giving all praise and credit to McCarthy for doing what he has done. Dan Quinn is kind of everybody's hero and on a lot of short lists for head coaches, but it's the defense that fell apart. Now, now you could say certainly Dak could have helped had he not thrown two picks, including the pick six. But, you know, you got to play a better defense too. I mean, they, yeah. Green Bay ripped them on the ground. Just ripped them, and the Cowboys never had an answer. Aaron Jones had a field day. Yeah, Cowboys never had an answer. So the question would be, you know, if if you're a Cowboys fan, are you surprised? Are you outraged? And and who did you want in that group? I would imagine you wanted Belichick, all of us knowing all the time it really wouldn't work. Now, we also got a text here at 918-262-5072. This comes from 5462. <laughs> it says, my wife does still tell me to turn left into our neighborhood after 42 years. And he said, every time she says turn left... I ask her, is that north or south? And then he said, she says nothing. <laughs> bring it, bring up that study, man. Carrie, thank you very much. That was actually Carrie sent that. Thank you very much, Carrie. Yes, yes, yes. Still happens to me too. You need to turn here. I know that. I've been driving in the city since I was 17 years old. I do know where I need. I, to turn. I have so much to look forward to, Rick. I, I you know what? I don't. It, you, you've heard that. You have heard that the best way to, to extend a marriage is just yes, dear. Mm. It's absolutely yeah. true. So when she says, turn here, yes, I'm, you bet. That's just what I'm going to go do. Eventually, occasionally, because you're thinking about something else, maybe and someone says something like that and you react like that, I know that. That's not going to help. You know, <laughs> no, two things. Never tell her, you know, I know, especially mm. like that, and never say calm down. Well, yeah. Never, ever say calm down to an irritated woman. Ever. Probably doesn't work to a guy either, but it really doesn't <laughs> work. Say, I don't like it either, so it works. really doesn't work to an irritated woman. I'm just going to tell you that. All right, so you'll probably notice by now that you're not hearing Ryan Aber's voice. We have left a couple of voicemails and messages on Ryan's um, uh, phone and have not been able to reach him yet. Things happen, just like they happened with Eli on Monday. So we'll see if we can't find out and get back with him. We will, though, have Caden Bunch, who is a, a, a bull rider, 
with us at 8.30 this morning. All right, that's okay. We have plenty of other things to talk about, especially when we get into the Cowboys thing. Now that McCarthy's going to stay, if they can keep, and I think they probably can at this point, keep Quinn, then you are set up for the next year. If it doesn't go well, I mean, middle of the year even, you could you could 86 him, and you could yeah. move on to Dan Quinn. I wonder if the Jones family, and I would be really surprised if they hadn't, have already gone to Dan Quinn and said, look, hang in there. You're the next guy. I could see that. Yeah. yeah. Thing is, would you trust him? Tr- trust Dan Quinn with the job? No. Would you trust the Joneses? <laughs> uh, I would probably want to trust their word. I mean, you might do, want to, but would yeah. you? We're talking about your career. You get offered a job. Let's say the Falcons come and say, we want to talk to you. And the Cowboys say yes, and then he talks to him, and then he really wants that job. And then Jerry Jones says, look, would you rather be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys next year or the Atlanta Falcons this year? Now, you gotta you got to un- understand at that Certainly point. Certainly it's a different title at that point. Uh, yes. I mean, you know. Absolutely it is. Now, Atlanta's got talent. They absolutely do. They are not the team with the star on their helmet that has always been, quote-unquote, America's team. And whether you love them or hate them, the truth is the truth. They all, they outsold everybody merchandise-wise for many years and all those things. But you know Jerry Jones and his son. If some other op- option came up that was a better option, well, I know what we said. But yeah. my question is, would you trust them? I, I'm not sure if I would trust them. Um I, I think that it's something that you'd probably want to just because of the way things are going with McCarthy right now. You know, if he's willing to kind of take this other year with McCarthy and not, you know, just completely ax him purely for playoff disappointment, then I, maybe that's a, a new corner that he's turned, a reason for finding success throughout the regular season and, you know, knowing that you're just kind of one certain step away, that it's mm-hmm. something that you can have a little more patience with. So I could see that too. I also don't know how much longer Jerry Jones is going to be in that position until um, the younger Jones takes over, who Mm -hmm. apparently is more, I've heard, is a little bit more Mm level-headed, maybe not as um, impulsive in some ways. And that could be a big change. Yeah, oh, it will definitely be a big change. It it really feels like Jerry Jones is hanging on for one more Super Bowl. And he's kind of almost said that, where he said, you know, I just I want to get back to the Super Bowl. He, he's, as a matter of fact, he said something along the lines of, I do almost anything, write any check, whatever it takes to get back to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I saw someone had written an article that said, good, uninvolve yourself. Own the team and back away. That, and then you'll see it come to a Yeah, and then you'll get your Super Bowl, and you'll still be Jerry Jones, the owner of the football team. But you won't be Jerry Jones, the owner, the architect, the guy everybody looks to. And, you know, quite honestly – Teams never won a championship and looked at the owner and said, that's the guy right there. I mean, everybody knew when the Steelers were winning titles that you had a great owner. You had one of the the, the iconic owners in all of football, one of the original families, and you knew that. And you knew when the Giants were doing well, they had the Mara family. But you never credited the owner with the the, the Super Bowl. You credited mm-hmm. the MVP, and you credit the coach, and you credit the players, but you don't credit the owner. But if you're Jerry Jones and you – Love you, love yourself some Jerry Jones, <laughs> then you kind of get an opportunity to create that in your mind by having yep. your own news conferences and getting the attention you get, which, by the way, of course we're going to pay attention. You think if we're doing it's this show in Dallas and he's doing a news conference, we're not going to be there? Of course we are. I mean, you have to. 
So, but are, are you feeding his ego? Yeah, but I mean, it's not going to be a situation where nobody shows up. It'll be entertaining either way, no matter the outcome, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. So I mean, he, you know, no one's ever going to point at an owner and say you're the reason they won the Super Bowl ever. You can point at an organization and say there's a reason you're you're consistently really good. You know, the, Robert Kraft is a good owner, and there's a reason they continued to be good for all those years. I, I really do believe with poor ownership, you can't win a title. I do believe that. I, but I don't believe it leads to – I think the organizational build leads the mindset and the ability to go do what you need to do to win a title. So I do think it has something to do with it, but I'm never going to look at the owner and go, you're responsible for that. I think you can look at owners and say you're responsible for not winning one. And a lot of times it's probably by steering away from continuity, don't you think? Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think that's the, that's the ultimate word here, I think, with, in terms of what they're trying to do. And eventually breaking that wall, mm-hmm. um, but it's I think it's just so glaring though when you look at they were the only home team to lose out of the wild card, mm-hmm. and they have been and they were sixteen and zero at home over the last two years. Yes, and they they have the for the past three seasons they only trail the Kansas City Chiefs in total regular season wins, but then one playoff win out of all that time. Yep, and again when you look at other coaches over the course of their recent history that that was the glaring issue that that got them canned at the end of the day Mm -hmm. so i I think maybe it's just uh, finding a way to turn a new corner that we're we're not really used to because they've had more consistent success over the course of the regular season and you might be thinking that you're turning something new yeah and then i think it also starts to get between the ear holes you know, yeah. it's 747, Blitz 1170, he's Bryce, I'm Rick. You know, you start to get that feeling of you kind of expect. Or, you know, even even when you want to win, there's a difference between wanting to win and expecting to win. And mm-hmm. I think that's happened around here in high school football for years. There'll be mm-hmm. teams that roll out there against Jinx, especially when Jinx and Union were winning everything. You'd roll out there against those two teams, and you'd hope to win, but you didn't expect it. Yeah, you know, Union owned Broken Arrow. What twenty two games in a row, or something along along those lines, yeah. or maybe even a little more than from, that, from like eighty two to two thousand and eight. Yeah, I mean, it was ridiculous. Yeah. And you know, every time they went out there, those Broken Arrow kids had that in their brain. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not saying no one ever told you. Know, I'm sure coaches didn't talk about it, all those kinds of things. But it was in the media. Kids read, you know, believe it or not, <laughs> especially when they think it's going to be about them or about their team. So that was that was out there every time, and every time the two played. You know the last time they won this game? Well, that's in between your ear holes. Mm-hmm. So somebody rolls out expecting to win. Somebody rolls out hoping to win. The Cowboys look in the regular season at home like they expect to win. They did not look like that last week. They didn't look like it at all. And, I, I mean, is that also just the pressure? When you talk about being between the, ear, mm-hmm. the, between the ears, the pressure of always looking back at your playoff history and how – uh, you know, it's always comes back to will they finally uh, be back in a mm-hmm. way? The same way that we used to talk about Texas, you know, <laughs> that we we do kind of refer to the Dallas Cowboys in that way because yep. you either love them or you hate them. You know, it's you love to make fun of them or you or you love them with all your heart. And I think that that's what we always think about come playoff time with that team. And if you you will never hear a team who loses in a situation like that say that had anything to do with it. If anybody ever brings it up, they'll say that. However, a winning team will say, you know, we've got a tradition of doing that here. You know, we have a history of doing that here. And that really, teams will talk about it when they win. They won't talk about it when they lose. No. And I, I kind of understand why. Um, my, my point being, it, right now, the reason I was surprised by this is not his offensive coaching because he's okay at that. It To me, it just looks like a team that has to completely motivate itself and, a te- and I don't think that's good. Now, I know they're professionals and they get paid and you can say all day long – 
they don't pay any attention to head coaches. Look at the postgame video of Dan Campbell last week. Right. Tell me they're not paying attention to him. I mean, these guys are still, like I said, yeah, they're playing at a high level and they're making a lot of money. They're still boys. They're it's, boys. There's still a little passion for the game. Yeah, the, they're, they're boys playing a boys game. Most of mm. them are. And they do care. And if you think for a second they don't, you're wrong. I know guys who played in the NFL and they cared. You can ask Jerry if he cared when he played Ostrowski. They cared. <laughs> and it's, you know, they care about the money, sure. They also care because it's their guys. Yeah. 7.50 on the Blitz 11.70. He's Bryce Hulse. I'm Rick Corey. I, I don't know if you noticed, but there was a Taylor Swift jacket spotting at LSU. We're gonna have to, uh, we'll have Bryce explain that in a couple of minutes. And, you know, when we talk about Bill Belichick, who doesn't have a job yet, but he's been interviewed, you know, we know he's he's been around and he's talked to different teams. There's an interesting about thing about Belichick. And with he and Saban retiring at about the same time, or not retiring, but Saban retiring and Belichick out, we're getting a lot of comparisons. There's one comparison that just does not work. And I'll tell you what that is when we come back right here on The Blitz. You can take The Blitz with you everywhere you go. Get in the game everywhere with The Blitz 1170 app. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on The Blitz 1170 and streaming on The Blitz 1170 app. The Tulsa Golden Hurricane got their first conference win last night against UTSA, and they passed the century mark, 107-78. to P.J. Haggerty led the way with 25 points. Isaiah Barnes, Kobe Williams, and Tyshawn Archie all added 17. The Golden Hurricane shot a season-high 55% from deep. Tonight in Summit Conference action, the ORU Golden Eagles will be in North Dakota to, beat the, to, to face the Fighting Hawks. Tip-off for that one is at 7. And Newport Beach police will not pursue charges against Oklahoma City Thunder guard Josh Giddy after closing an investigation into allegations of a relationship with an underage girl. The NBA also looked into the matter, but Adam Silver said back in December that the league's investigation would take a back seat to the Newport Beach police's process. That's the Winter World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. 